Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. J.T. DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, live. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And oh, by the way, we also have recorded versions of this call that we do the other days of the week, Monday through Friday. We do those calls. Uh, they're recorded, of course, and you can listen to all of those by going to jtdebolt.com forward slash podcast. So go get yourself over there. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show brought to you by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Fly Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. So recently I had a great conversation with one of my amazing clients. I love my clients. It's such a privilege to work with awesome high-altitude people that are doing big things. And uh, we were discussing a little bit about what it takes to stay on track with a busy schedule. As high performers, we are constantly up against the pressures to stay on point, to stay on track with you know, busy schedules. We've got deadlines to meet. We've got major projects that we're working on. And I can tell you, that I've recently run up against some serious challenges, just like amazing, where I thought, okay, you know, I work almost on a daily basis with people to help them stay on point, stay on track with their big missions in business and life. And you would think that somebody who specializes in that area, somebody who does a lot of work and has a lot of experience in that, would have their own sort of, I guess, time management house in order, for lack of a better term. But what's interesting is a lot of times those of us who specialize in certain areas, sometimes we struggle ourselves. And as a leader, you have to be willing to accept that. You have to be willing to admit it so that you can move beyond it. We all go through times where, you know, whether it's a slump, whether it's a break in performance, whether it's whatever it is, and then have the ability to get back on track. One podcast that I really love to listen to is the Tim Ferriss Show. I think Tim Ferriss is a genius. I, I really appreciate his approach to, I guess you can call it life hacking. And by the way, on a kind of a side note or a caveat, I've had some sort of, I guess, you know, contrarian views on life hacking because to, for the most part, these, you know, sort of self-proclaimed experts like to come out and talk about life hacking really as this way to create shortcuts. But oftentimes what ends up happening is we dilute the information or we dilute the lesson or we dilute the strategy in an effort to just do it faster, even if it means sloppier or lower performance or lower quality. 
Tim is not that way. Tim Ferriss is not is not that way. When he's talking about life hacking or productivity or, you know, living a better, faster life, he's not doing it for the sake of, you know, trying to be lazy or trying to get to the shortcut or trying to get to the, you know, cut to the head of line faster. He's actually talking about how to live a better quality life by doing more of the stuff you really love to do. And so I was listening to him talk about this uh, sort of thing the other day, and he was talking, you know, primarily about, you know, really valuing your time and and, uh, doing the things that matter. Well, the reason I share this with you is because this conversation came up, and I think it's important for us to all understand that even as an expert, if that's what you are, even as a thought leader, if that's what you are, even as you know, somebody who is there to help other people succeed, whatever it might be, you will find yourself at times falling victim to the thing that you're supposed to help other people you know, kind of go with. And maybe not fall victim. Maybe that's not the term. But perhaps, you know, you, you will find yourself stumbling over the very obstacles that you help other people clear. And so it's important to understand, hey, it happens. The key to it is to have the humility to admit it. And so recently I'd gone through kind of a challenging time where I found myself getting a little bit behind my own, my own busy schedule. And, that, and that's tough. That's a challenge because we want so much to, you know, kind of be on point and um, – and stay on, stay on track with our big schedules. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how you can stay on schedule, and especially if you fall off. Again, I feel compelled to uh, share sort of one little disclaimer, if you will, and that is I do not, do not like the term time management. Personally, I don't believe you can manage time. Time in and of itself is a constant. There's no way to stop it. There's no way to bank it. You can't, you know, put 15 minutes that you worked or saved over here and put it into some sort of little jar and save it for later. That would be awesome if you could, but it's not possible. doesn't matter how rich you are. doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. doesn't matter if you're young or old. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. All of those 24 hours have the same 60 minutes. All those, 60, all those minutes have the same 60 seconds. You get the point. What we do with that time, how we manage ourselves, now we can handle that. That's the one thing we can control. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, sort of working inside the confines of that philosophy. Just realize that, you know, time management is not possible. I realize there are people out there that want to sell you a time management course. They want to teach you time management. It's fine. If that's your thing, go for it. I personally don't believe that that is possible. I find it to be a little bit of an oxymoron, time management. Uh, It's not possible to do. But what we can do is manage our schedules. We can manage the actions and the activities that we do inside the time that we have. And when we do that, it gives us a lot more power and a lot more control, a lot more power over our own lives and a lot more control over what we can, what we can actually uh, you know, control. So let's talk about that. But before we jump into the four or five or six strategies that I've got for you today, I want to talk about a few basic ground rules, just really three of them. The first ground rule when it comes to managing or staying on track with your schedule is you have to almost treat your time like you would your money. It's interesting because I've met some people that are very meticulous with the way they manage their money. Uh, I know a gentleman, by the way, uh, or uh, just off the top of my head that I'm thinking of, who's very meticulous with the way he manages his money. He knows exactly where every penny is at any given time. He can watch it grow. Uh, If he's behind a certain money or a financial checkpoint that he's trying to hit on his flight plan of success, he knows it. He almost knows it before it happens. It's pretty cool. 
But what's interesting about it is he's not necessarily great with his time. So he will squander his time uh, and, and in order to stay on top of his money. One, one famous story that he told me, I don't want to say famous, but something that sticks out in my mind is prominent, was he told me that in an effort to say, and this is a guy with a lot of money, okay? He has the means to almost fly private jets if he wanted to, but he will literally stand on, sit on standby in order to get the cheapest flight. And sometimes he, he's been, he's told me this in the past, he's literally spent days, like two days, I think is what he said, in an airport waiting on standby. Now, see, that to me is a person who has their priorities kind of whacked out of, out of alignment because the money that he would lose, I guess if you want to call it that way, by spending the money, the extra money on a plane ticket, he's going to more than make up in the time that he would have wasted sitting in an airport. He's young, he's single, he doesn't have anybody to worry about. So I guess to him, sitting in an airport's no big deal. He works, he's very productive, he takes care of things, but to me it just seemed like like the priority was out of whack. And I'm not here to judge, I'm just saying for my, you know, sort of framework, the way I see the world, that wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. But you have to be as diligent with the way you handle your time as you would with your money. People balance their checkbooks, they know where every single dime is. You have to kind of do the same thing with your time if you want to be productive, if you want to absolutely be as successful as you can be or at least have as much time, quote, freedom uh, as possible. The second rule, or the second ground rule is if you want other people to respect your time, you have to respect theirs and vice versa. So if you, want to resp- if you respect other people's time, they will respect yours, but you also have to respect your own time if you're going to respect other people's time. Now that sounds like a mouthful, but basically what I'm saying is this. If we expect people to not tread on our schedule, then we have to pay them the same due respect. Would you agree? If we intend to have people treat our time as as valuable, then we have to treat theirs as valuable. That means showing up on time. That means not running over. That means getting to the point and valuing their time. Extremely important. But you have to also do that for yourself, right? So respect others' time as much as your own and vice versa, which means respect your time as much as you respect others as well. And the third and final ground rule is no panicking. This is very important. I found this out, (laughs) learned this lesson a couple of times, had it reinforced many times this past week. If you find yourself behind schedule, just as as if you found yourself falling off the wagon with a fitness routine or or with a diet, it doesn't mean throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It means simply getting back on track. It means taking the time to step back, catch your breath, and say, okay, how can we reconvene? How can we circle back and get back on track? Because when you do that, when you actually take the time to get yourself back on track, what happens next is you've regained control, you've stayed in your power, and now you can you know, find the way to, to sort of get hitched back up on the schedule. We'll talk a little bit about some of the strategies with that, but the most important thing for any of these strategies to work are these three basic ground rules. Treat your time like you would treat your money, and hopefully you're respectful with both of those because they're very precious assets. Number two is to respect others' time as much as you respect your own and vice versa. And then number three is no panicking. If you can follow those three rules, then the following strategies are going to be very effective for you as you stay on track with your schedule. 
the thing that I guess that's most important for us to understand is that time is, is infinite, or <laughs> I wish it was infinite. Time is finite, right? We only have so much time. We don't know how much time we have. And so to approach the time that we have as precious is key and essential. I talk a lot about this in my program, Flight Plan to, or Flight School to Success. I talk about it in the book, Flight Plan to Success as well. But in Flight School to Success, which is my high-performance program, we talk about how to schedule your time, how to use your time more effectively. Because it's really important for a high performer to have a good handle on how they use their time, how they perform, what they use their time for, and where they allot it. So really this first strategy or the first step or the first principle is that the higher the priority, the more rigid the time slot. What does that mean? That means that a lot of times what will happen is if we don't schedule something, it goes unnoticed. Have you ever noticed how somebody will call you and say, hey, let's get together for lunch? And you say, cool, when do you want to do that? And I say, well, we'll, we'll set something up for next week. Let's, let's look at our schedules and I'll get back to you. Fantastic. If you don't put something on the schedule right then and there, what happens? It tends to go away. This happened recently to an old friend of mine that I served in the U.S. Navy with. He and I have been trying to connect with each other. He's been traveling. I've been busy. And so it's been difficult for us to match our schedules up. But until we actually put it on the schedule, it's just sort of a fairy tale. It's a dream that we'll ever get together and have lunch or coffee or whatever we do. So the higher the priority, the more rigid the time slot has to be, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a family issue or a, fam or a health thing, whether it's a moneymaker. You have to be willing to commit to putting it on the calendar. And the more important it is to you, the more rigid that has to be. Now, I share this with you because you almost have to treat it as a, as a giant oak tree, right? This isn't something that can be moved. Once it's planted in the ground, it's there. So important, especially when it comes to family, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your career, your business. If it's something that's important, put it at a time that you know cannot and will not be interfered with. And then once it's in, it's in. Unless, of course, you or the other party have to move it for, for a good reason. So again, the higher, pri the higher the priority, the more rigid the time slot. The second one is that the lower the priority, the more general the time block can be. I was telling this to one of my clients that uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and that was, you know, sometimes you have to have certain places, like I refer to it as admin time or study time or whatever it is. What it means is, is that there's a block of time that I put so that I can't have another thing scheduled in that spot, that I don't schedule another thing in that spot. But it doesn't necessarily mean that every day I do the exact same thing in that slot. Sometimes I use it for paperwork. Sometimes I use it for research. Sometimes I use it for following up on, you know, whatever it is I need to follow up. Loose ends, tying up loose ends. And the reason it's important is because if I don't schedule it, then a lot of times those things, which seem kind of like busy work, might go away and get, get tossed off to the side. But eventually that busy work has to get done. And if all of a sudden you start filling up your spare time, which we're going to talk about in a moment, there is no such thing, with busy work, what do you end up becoming? you end up becoming the dog chasing its tail. So the lower priority stuff requires kind of a more general block, but it still requires time. You still have to schedule that time. Now, sometimes it might be social media. It might be, you know, admin stuff. Maybe it means just having a social time with somebody, going out and meeting for coffee. Whatever it means for you, whatever the lower priority stuff is, 
you can put it in these little blocks of time. And I try to put little blocks of time in my schedule so that I have that freedom. I have that ability to say, okay, I'm feeling a little bit behind. Maybe I can move uh, some of my higher priority stuff into those lower priority blocks to make up for it. Does that make sense? So if you start falling behind your schedule, you have these almost like safety nets or life preservers that are floating out there in the ocean that you can grab onto. And that's what I like to use those lower priority time blocks for, sort of as catch-up time or tying up loose ends time. The third rule or the third step or whatever you want to call it here is that nature abhors a vacuum. Think about this. If you're walking in the sand on the beach and the sand has no footprints on it, it's perfect, it's pristine. Obviously, the only thing there is the sand. But if you step into the sand and make a footprint... Now there's nothing, right? Or is there? There's a hole. What if the water washes in? Well, now the hole, the footprint is full of water. But what if the water doesn't wash in? Is there anything in it? The answer is, of course, there's air. And the reason I'm saying this to you is that nature abhors a vacuum, meaning if you have an opening in your schedule, something will fill it in. Something invariably will fill it in. And typically speaking, Nine times out of ten, and no, that's not an accurate number, but you can probably guess that nine times out of ten, it's going to be something low productive, low, low energy, low priority, something that doesn't move you forward or help you accomplish the mission. So it's key and essential to know that what does not get scheduled will get forgotten. So don't just leave open spots in your time. And you may say, but JT, listen, I don't want to be so regimented that every minute of my time is blocked out. I'm not saying you have to be. Professional football teams, you know, even uh, you know, high-level college teams are very regimented with how their athletes go about their day. Athletes, uh, Olympians, astronauts, Navy pilots, we all had very regimented schedules by which we lived our daily lives. I'm not saying you have to be the same way, but if you're an entrepreneur, if you're somebody who's doing something big, if you're a high performer, you're likely going to have a very busy schedule and your schedule is going to be blocked out, and if you're diligent and disciplined and you stick to it, then what will happen next is you'll find yourself being very productive. Now, here's another part that's extremely important, and this is really number four. You have to factor in some wiggle room. It's extremely important. Now, when you factor in wiggle room, this does not mean it's like a slush fund for time. It doesn't mean this is free time to goof off if all of a sudden you found yourself ahead of schedule. What it means is a lot of times what we do is we're very optimistic people. Well, most of us are. <laughs> but we have a tendency to approach something, a project or whatever it is, with the mindset that, oh, I've got this. I'm going to get this done quickly. I'm going to show somebody that I can do it in less time. If they say it takes me 90 days, I'll get it done in 45. If it says it takes an hour, I'll get it done in 15 minutes. I'll show them. What I'm suggesting is you actually take a different tack. Instead, Give yourself 10 to 20% more time than you think you're going to need. If you think the project is going to be two months long, give yourself 20% 20, 20 more than that. That might be you know, as much as a couple of extra weeks. Whatever it looks like, give yourself a little bit of extra time so that you have that time to recover in the event that you get behind schedule. You can do the same thing with money, by the way. If you've got a budget and you think it's going to be X amount of dollars, add 20% to it. You just might need it. This is a rule of thumb. I'm not saying it's some cookie-cutter approach, 
but certainly use this as something to consider when you're factoring in the wiggle room. The reason I say wiggle room is because you want to have a little bit of extra time, especially if you've got the big projects that you're working on, the big missions in business and life. Now, the fifth element to this is you've got to stick to it. If you've got a schedule, if you went through all that hard work of prioritizing the important stuff and making those time slots rigid, if you've gone through the important work of putting those lower priority places into those general blocks of time and then using some of those blocks of time to recover, to tie up the loose ends and factoring in some wiggle room, then you've got to be disciplined enough to stick to it. You've got to honor it because if you don't honor it, nobody else will. And the last piece to this is to share your schedule. It amazes me how often people will come to me and say, I've done everything you've said. I've been so disciplined with this, but I keep getting people that interrupt me. They violate my time. What can I do? My question is, well, how, how familiar are they with your schedule? How Do you share your schedule with them? Do you have it posted somewhere where everybody knows? Do you block out the time on your calendar so you can't be reached? What does that look like? And that's typically when you get the deer in the headlights look. So it's really important to share your schedule with the people that you interface with, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, clients, customers, whomever it might be, so that they understand this is the time when I'm reachable. This is the time when I can do what you need of me. You know, I can perform and, and do the things you need. And again, maybe these are areas where you have to use that more regimented, high-priority time, where it's set in stone. These are the times when I'm available. These are the times when I'm not. It's important to be able to communicate this with people because if they don't understand when you're available, they're going to think you're always available. And oh, by the way, this is a little bit of a hint for anybody who runs a home-based business. I've got a, a business that I run from my home. I've got a beautiful office in my house. And what's awesome is no matter how much of a sanctuary I've created for myself, I have to defend that. I have to tell people, hey, when that door is closed or when I have you know, the sort of at work sign on, then know that it's very important that we stay, you know, stay away so I can get that done. Share your schedule with people, stick to that schedule, factor in the wiggle room, realize that the lower priority stuff isn't meant to be slop time. It's not meant to be a sort of a time slush fund, but rather a place for you to use as catch-up, a place where you can tie up those loose ends. But more importantly, or as importantly as anything, realize that you have to schedule those high priority uh, times in a very time-rigid slot, a slot that is not movable, and realize that when you treat your time like your money, when you respect others' time as much as your own, and when you don't panic, you will stay on track with your schedule, you'll get back on track quickly, and you'll be as, as productive as you can be by using your time and honoring your time as the valuable asset that it is. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And of course, each Monday through Friday on the recorded version over at jtdebolt.com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to coming at you next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.